shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that this is a day that you have made. And so we have every reason to rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for a beautiful year. We thank that we enjoy your generosity. We thank you for the miracle of life. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for ministering angels. We thank you for the blood that speaketh better things of our lives. We pray. And may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. We thank God for yet another 24 hours. And whilst we have life, we would work in the works of Him who has called us. Because we know that a season of our life will come where we will not be able to work. So tonight, we just want to look at a short exhortation. Hopefully, it will be very short. <laughs> Last week, we were studying about Daniel. Or we looked at the fact that we got to be, we got to know our God. That is the only way to be strong and do exploits. That knowing your God is the only ticket to escaping frustration in this life. It's the only ticket to be able to withstand the pressures against our faith. It's the only surety that we're able to do marvelous things in these times as a child of God. And as I was just reading that passage, in fact, I've never really noticed Daniel 11 about the details of the prophecy in Daniel 11. So I've, I've, I'm trying to become a student of history to read more about Alexander the Great and just put the story side by side with the prophecy. And it's so amazing. And I just keep wondering, why is God bothering himself about these things to the extent that he made Daniel write it? Then a scripture came into mind, Daniel 4, verse 17. Daniel makes a statement. And that statement, I believe, answers a lot. It says that this matter is by the decree of the righteous and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and it giveth it to whomsoever he willeth. He setteth one over it, the basest of men. So now Daniel is speaking to King Nebu. This was just before Nebu was turned into an animal or a beast. And Daniel was telling Nebu the interpretation of his king. And Daniel makes a statement that there's a God who rules and reigns in the affairs of men. There's a God who does not just rule, but he moves the pieces in the history of our life on this earth towards his favor. And that is not a God that created the earth and left it on autopilot, left it to chance. But God is really orchestrating the events of life. And maybe one day you look at even the birth of Jesus. What necessitated the census that led Joseph and Mary to flee? And you see how God, right from Julius Caesar, you know, Julius Caesar was the emperor at that time. Um, when he was about to die, his right-hand man, Mark Antony, should have inherited or thought that he would have inherited after him. Just for um, Mark Antony to find out that there's a certain cousin or a son of Julius Caesar. I don't think he was a son who was supposed to inherit him, who was called Octavia. And it's an amazing <laughs> historic event, how Octavia came to or found his way into Rome and overtook Mark Antony, etc. And that's what he changed his name later to Emperor Augustus. Then he did a census. And during that time, as a lot of things were happening on the political scene, as kingdoms were shifting and people were establishing their throne and dominion, 
as all those things were happening, and in fact, Julius Caesar himself is believed to have been inspired by by Alexander the Great, the one Daniel wrote about. It is said that he saw his statue and he cried on his statue that this man has achieved so much. But as all these in quotes, major things are happening on the scene of life, there in a little village, Jesus was born. And it's amazing how God is controlling both the high things and the low things of life. And Daniel is saying, I think Nebu, you have been king, but it has the, the, the kingship is making you feel like you are a god. So for about, I think, seven years, you'll be turned into a beast until you recognize that there's a God that rules and reigns in the affairs of life. There's a God that rules and reigns in the affairs of your life. What does this truth do to us? And that's what we want to exalt ourselves this evening, even ahead of the week, ahead of the month, ahead of the year, ahead of the life, ahead of you. God is saying that there is a God. So let's look at a sermon Jesus preached in Matthew chapter 6. Let's take from the King James Version, Matthew 6. Most of us know the verse 34, but let's just read from the verse 25 following. It says, Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. Jesus is speaking. And I really want us to appreciate the fact that this is Jesus speaking. And he's saying that take no thought for your life. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to interpret it, interpret this scripture, but Jesus is saying that do not be concerned about your life. Why? Or he said that do not take thought for your life about what you eat or what you drink, nor what you would wear, because life is far more than meat, and your body is far more than clothes or raiment. Verse 26. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap. They gather, nor gather into band. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Jesus didn't, didn't say, our heavenly Father, including their birds. But your Father has time to take care of birds. And are ye not much more better than they? Which of you, taking thought, can add one cubit unto thy stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe thee, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What we shall eat, or what we shall drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye need all of these things. Verse 33, which is the quite common one. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things itself. And he ends with a proverb, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. There is a God who rules and reigns in the affairs of our life. You know, when you go for many services, 
mostly the time the person leading our worship always goes with this is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it it's mostly a statement that we just make to introduce <laughs> the worship session or the praise session or the adoration session but how many of us have really taken time to appreciate the truth in that statement that this is a day made by the lord most of us we live our lives as though we are living in a day made by the devil most of us are living our lives and we are not conscious of the fact that every 24 hours we live to see is a day made by the lord if you are conscious of this truth that the 24 hours you are living to enjoy is a day made by the lord the psalmist says you would rejoice and be glad in it so if you are not a joyful person if you are not glad it means you have forgotten that you are living in a day made by the lord So many a times you say this thing about praise and worship or praise and adoration just to jingle the audience into worship. But what happens during worship is what should be our lifestyle because we know that there is a God who rules and reigns in the affairs of your life. And this God has orchestrated a 24 hours and has assured you to experience that 24 hours. If you are aware that this day that you are living to listen to the podcast is a day that God has made why are you not glad and rejoicing in it because for many of us we are looking at the things that we don't have for many of us we are looking at how people are meet are enjoying things that we don't have for some of us we are looking at how we have tried to travel and leave the country and is making no headway for some of us we are looking at how we are trying to get this job or get that job or get this car or get this opportunity forgetting that as long as you are living in the day made by the lord it mandates on us to rejoice and be glad in it it takes maturity to enjoy the present That is why if you listen to the scripture we say that oh ye of little faith so those of us who are always living in anxiety who are robbing ourselves of enjoying the gift of 24 hours is because we are not matured in our faith enough it takes great faith to enjoy the day so now let's look at the same scripture in message version it says if you decide for god living a life of god worship it follows that you do not fuss about what on the table at meal time or whether your clothes in your closet are in fashion message version there's far more to life than the food you put in your stomach more to the outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your back look at the beds free and unfettered not tied down to a job description careless in the care of god These are his his letting us know that there is absolutely no reason to fuss about the food you eat and the clothes you wear. And he's saying that these are this is the life of the birds. They they are careless. They care less in the care of God. And Jesus ends the verse by saying, "And don't you count far more to him than these birds." Verse 27. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever gotten taller? by so much as an inch all this time and money wasted on fashion do you think it makes much difference instead of looking at fashions walk out into the field and look at the wildflowers they never prim or shop but have you ever seen color and design quite like it 
10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. I like this situation. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, I, I hope you appreciate that this is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking. If God gives much attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, most of the species in this world have not been identified yet. Most of these flowers, people don't even look at them before they die. But if God cares so much about them, that he makes sure that the 24 hours, the 48 hours, the 72 hours that they live or they exist, they are looking glorious. Do you think that God will forsake you? So let's read. Don't you think he will attend to you? Take pride in you. Do his best for you. What are you trying to do here? What I am trying to do here is to get you to relax. I, I really hope <laughs> it will be interesting if Jesus was alive during that time. He would say, Charlie, chill. I like what the message was. He said, the reason why I'm giving you this sermon is that I want you to be relaxed. Because there's always an unease and an unrest in us. Especially, well, I think social media is contributing to it. Because we finish school and three years down the line, look at a mate who has a car, who has a good job, has a beautiful lady. And you look at yourself, you are early in the morning hustling for a public transport, hustling for Toronto, then it just begins to get you thinking. You look at certain things happening all around you. Almost every weekend, people are celebrating, people are having wedding. Then I remember on Valentine's Day, they were doing mine and me, or me and mine, I don't know what that's all about. But it can just get you into a state of anxiety and you begin to do calculation. And Jesus is preaching a sermon and he said that the reason why I'm giving you the scenario about beds how they care less about anything, but you never go to bed hungry. And talking about the flowers in the bush or in the field, how nobody hardly ever sees them. Yet God makes sure that they always shudder. You know, when it's somebody has shuddered, he has dressed. Just, the reason why I'm telling you about these things is to get you to relax. And the reason why God is coming to you with this podcast is saying, my brother, relax. Because there's a God who rules and reigns in the affairs of men. Relax. So I read again. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. You see, many of us are forgetting that where we are, we once prayed about it. So instead of us to be thankful and to enjoy the gift of life and the things that God has blessed us with, we are full of anxiety about the things that we don't have. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss about these things. But you know both God and how he works. You see, this is one of the reasons why I love the man Joseph so much because his life is like a complete life for me. And you know, just recently I was listening to, I think, a sermon about this, my man Joseph again. And I've always been missing a portion of his life, no matter how many times I read it. No, think about you trying to sleep with an MP's wife. Just imagine the news that have been making rounds. You know, most of the times you just read the fact that, oh, he had um, Potiphar's wife lied on him and they put him into prison. Then, like, we just brush over that portion. But can you imagine the emotional turmoil Joseph must have been going through? where his face is on the news, that a 20-year-old Hebrew boy tries to sleep with the minister of defense's wife. Imagine as this guy is going into the prison, everybody's looking at him, hey, cool, 
criminals will be calling you a criminal. These are criminals who are in prison. And when they hear that a Hebrew boy is coming into prison because he attempted to sleep or rape the minister of defense's wife, can you, as you say, can you imagine the mental state, <laughs> mental health of Joseph? But this guy was able to relax because he knows about the God and how he works. That if this God who showed me two dreams, two bizarre dreams, is still alive, it's just a matter of trusting him. So the message is that people who don't know God and the way he works, they fuss about these things. So whenever you are anxious about life, it's just an indication that either you do not know your God or you don't know how he works. That is why they that know their God, they will be full of joy. Then it says, steep your life in God's reality, God's initiative, God's provision. I love the message version. It says, don't worry about missing life because you begin to do calculation and at a particular age, maybe uh, what you don't have a, a beloved. You say, hey, I've celebrated whatever, 30 Valentines alone. You are not missing out on life. You would find all your everyday concerns will be met. This is Jesus speaking. The next verse, verse 34, it says, Give your attention to what God is doing right now. That's what the other um, version says. Um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But the message is saying that give your attention, be obsessed about what God is doing right now. And don't get wet about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. The other version says that sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You see, I was just in a bit of, 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 of studying around this statement. And apparently, I heard, um, from what I read, it's a proverb during that day. So the modern version will be, when we get to the bridge, we will cross it. So God is give, Jesus is giving a sermon. And he's saying that instead of worrying about life, how you may be missing out on life, how you may look at your friends, you all read the same course. And because one has traveled to Singapore, one is in Netherlands, the person is looking to have an enjoying life. You think you are missing out. How you look at how people are enjoying the sweetness of this world and you begin to soak yourself in anxiety. Jesus says, relax. But rather, give your attention to what God is doing because God will make sure that all your needs are met. He says, do not worry about tomorrow because when we get to the bridge, Jesus is saying that when you get to that marital bridge, you will cross it. When you get to that job bridge, you will cross it. When you get to that health bridge, you will cross it. Believe these words of Jesus. Because there's so much anxiety and unease and unrest, especially in our lives today. Because we want to achieve things by a particular age. Oh, I want to be named under 40, under 40, 30, under 30, 20, under 20. You look at people who have started certain things and are achieving a lot. And you look at your life as though there's nothing going on in your life. There's nothing interesting about your life to post on social media. And you feel like you are missing out. God is saying, relax, relax. It is useless to worry about today. And it's even more useless to worry about tomorrow. That's what Jesus is saying. It takes maturity to enjoy the present despite the challenges of tomorrow. You know, sometimes I can be there and I'll be talking to my mom. I remember a friend of mine is planning to get married. Then I just had a glimpse of his budget. I said, oh, 
are we all going to get married? <laughs> because an aspect of the budget alone was mind blowing. And I was, I, was, I was talking to my mom that, ah, so all, of course, not everybody's wedding, but generally, and because the guy's wedding, the item I saw was not any fancy item, something that generally every wedding has. And that alone, when I saw the amount or the, the price quoted by that, hey, this one day, let's just marry in the, at the court too, and we'll find a way. And my mom just said, relax, eh? When it's your time, everything will be sorted. And I found it, it was not convincing at all. I said, how can you tell me to relax? Because when I started doing calculation, look at the money I save every month, and look at where it has taken me several years to get to, and realizing that just an event that will last for less than 12 hours can literally wipe my account. I said, no, 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 no. There is something I'm missing out here. But my mom just said, relax, relax. And that's what God is saying to you. Relax. Do not be anxious about getting things because there's a God who cares for you. And because of this, many of us are not enjoying our present stage in life. I always give this example that because I had an elder brother, I was always eager to move on to the next stage in life, academically. And when I was in my junior secondary school, I was not just content. I wanted to get to secondary school because my brother kept telling me stories about intercore games, about how seniors would worry you chasing. I was so eager and anxious to escape this junior life and go to the secondary school just to get to the secondary school for my brother to be in the university. And he started telling me about freedom, about then, then, then. Oh, I said, no, I'm in the wrong place. I got to the university and I was like, no. I want to start having a corporate life, you know, wearing that dress, waking up, getting money, hustling, having, oh. And because of that, I never really enjoyed each stage of my life at that time. So sometimes I can be on some platform and we'll be telling stories and jokes about when we were in secondary school, how this teacher was chasing us and this. And I, read, I, I missed out on all those things because whilst I was in secondary school, I was just obsessing about going to the university. And when I got to the university, I was just obsessed about finishing the university. But now I'm no more obsessed about doing anything. Enjoy the journey. One thousand to one spiritual instructor. And he said that many of us are not happy because we are waiting to get to the destination. Forgetting that the journey is part. And because many of us are not enjoying the journey of life, when we get to the destination, we will not enjoy. It's like many ladies are in a hurry to get married. They are just so obsessed. I know a little, every suit she sees is taking a picture. Of course, she's living by faith. But I would say, let's just relax and enjoy your singlehood. Enjoy it to the most. Enjoy it to the fullest. Do not be anxious about when you're going to meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright. But enjoy. Trust God enough to enjoy the day. Because sometimes when you do calculation, I remember when I was in university, I was doing calculation about which job I would do. Hey, how much salary would they pay me? Because you start talking to seniors and some of them, they are not working, but they can't tell you. So they'll just be playing around the bush and say, oh, you could just tell that nothing was moving on for them. And those who were working, there was nothing nice to write home about. And I started calculating, hey, how will I survive? So let's start writing some exams to travel outside. But God is saying that trust me enough to enjoy the day. Do not let what hasn't happened frustrate you. Breathe in God's goodness. Breathe in God's generosity. Take time every day to enjoy the day because it is a day that he has made. Even if you are unemployed, when you sleep and for you there's no alarm. Those of us who work by five, six, seven, you have various alarms. <laughs> Some, they have three alarms because they know the first one and they will snooze it. 
And as for you, you wake up at nine o'clock. When you wake up at nine, stretch, but please, that's listeners don't wake up at nine, okay? You get seven, wake up. <laughs> but take time to enjoy the generosity of God. Take time to enjoy it. You know, there's one statement my, my, my CEO makes whenever you have meetings. He says, I will never lose sleep over how I'll pay salaries or how I'll do something in the future. He says, no, because the God that's helped us start the business is the God who's going to see it through. Sometimes, I remember when I was doing my master's, for example, I used to worry a lot because of the frustration of the system at that, not at that time, that I was going through. It was so frustrating. And I would become so anxious and God has to always remind me that my son relax. But now when I finish and I look at how certain doors opened at certain times, I just look back and I understand why certain frustrations and delay came my way. And even now, when I also get anxious about how this is going to happen or how that is going to happen, I can just feel like God is giving me that emoji that the, the lip has, has uh, I don't know how to describe the emoji, but it's a particular emoji I like so much. It's like the person is eyeing you. I can just feel God is eyeing me whenever I worry. And what many of us don't understand that to worry is, to, is, is, is a sin. Because they are simply telling God that, God, I don't trust that you are handling things enough. It's like we are planning for a wedding. We have an event organizer, a wedding planner. And every small minute, you are calling the wedding planner. Have you done this? Have you done that? Have... The wedding planner will get frustrated at you. Be like, Charlie, I know my job. I'm a professional. I've been doing this thing for 10 years. And God, through Jesus, said, relax. I've been ruling in the affairs of men for millions of years. I have been in charge of the system for millions of years. It is not your life that you come to frustrate me about. God is saying that relax and enjoy the day. Because it takes maturity to enjoy the present, despite life's realities. Especially when you're in Ghana, maybe you are a medical doctor. And almost every year, you are seeing doctors going on strike. Charlie, start planning to leave the country. <laughs> it can be so frustrating. I remember I was so happy when I finished um, school. Because I said, ah, I am done with Ghana education. Because almost every single year, there's a strike. You should be graduating in July because of a strike. Graduation has been pushed to August. Every day, one frustration or another. But God is saying, actually, relax and enjoy the moment. Relax and enjoy the moment. Be careless in the care of God. Embrace where you are. Don't fight it. You know, sometimes you're always looking at the next opportunity. That's fantastic. But do not forget that you are living in God's gift. Enjoy that gift that God has given to you. And it's one of the reasons that has robbed many of us of our joy is because we're always looking at the next person. You know, you're always looking at somebody else's life and you're saying, ah, I wish I had that. Forgetting that you already have what you are wishing. Many of us are like, Eve, God has already made you like him. He has given you charge over everything. But you are looking at that tree of good and evil and you're saying, ah, it is desirous to make me wise. Forgetting that you are already wise. This is what God wants to remind us. That when you get to the bridge, you will cross it. You know, I think yesterday or so, I was just, I just came across one spiritual instructor and was talking about his parents' marriage. And I loved it so much. It was like his mother was a woman that always lived in the present. And sometimes there could be challenges at home, but the way she's always full of joy, you would think that there's something else. Is that one thing she likes about her mom is that she took her marriage personal, like she enjoyed it. He says, whenever she offends that whenever the mom offends the dad and the dad is giving her silent treatment he will mostly give the dad 24 hours because the bible says do not let the sun set on your anger so maybe in the morning she did something 
And by the time that she's going to bed, if she realizes the husband is still not talking to her, she won't worry. The next morning, she will make sure that she gets to work, she gets home before the husband gets home. Then she'll go and hide behind the bedroom door. Then immediately the husband enters the bedroom or the, yeah, her, her husband enters the bedroom. She will jump on the husband and start tickling the husband and say, Only forgive me. I am not letting you go. And he said the mother kept doing that consistently to the point that now the man knows that it's useless getting angry at the wife. Because when she when he gets angry at the wife for one thing or another, the wife would worry the man until the thing gets resolved in the joking manner. So at a point his house was always filled of laughter because the wife never for a moment allowed the gift of the marriage that she has so prayed about, so prayed for to sleep her back. Many of us have prayed for a job and we get that job. And yet we you see, there's one post I see on social media whenever it's Sunday evening. Ah, today is Monday again. Forgetting that when you are not working and you are praying to God for unemployment, God has given you an employment, and all that you can do is to be bitter and complain and be angry and whatever and be moody that you are going to work tomorrow. Because many of us are not enjoying the gift that God has given to us. But tonight, God just wants to remind us that it's not just about the destination enjoy the journey it is useless to worry and it's even more useless to worry about tomorrow be like joseph who can be calm in the pits who can be calm in prison who can be calm in egypt because he knows that god has sent him ahead of his family into egypt to preserve them do you know this thing and I'm believing God that in the year 2023, I missed all the sad news. I missed all the economic turmoil. I missed all the sad and the terrible news, the earthquakes, the scary moments that are happening. You will not forget that it is a day that the Lord has made. And you have every reason to rejoice and be glad in it. Embrace where you are. Be happy about where you are. Be glad about the stage of life where you are. If you're a student, be take it personal. Take pictures. Be happy about it. When you are done and you are doing your national service and your boss is frustrating you, be happy about it because you know that God rules and reigns in the affairs of your life. Do not look at the back in regrets. Neither look into the future with anxiety, but enjoy the day that you have because God is saying that when you get to the bread, I will take care of it. I just want to spend some time in prayer tonight, reminding ourselves that we need to rejoice and be glad in every 24 hours. Every day that you are getting ready to work, as you are tucking in your shirt, polishing your shoe, rejoice and be glad. That, ah, God has made another 24 hours. It is not the devil who made the day. So stop putting up that face as though you are angry at the devil. Whenever you are going for lectures, be happy that, ah, it is the day that the Lord has made. Don't wish to get to service for the praise and worship leader to remind you that because it's time for praise, every day live in joy because you know that it's a day that the Lord has made. You know, one day I, I like listening to, I like watching a lot of travel vlogs on, on, on YouTube. I always tell myself that if I can't travel to Zanzibar now, let me travel there with my eyes. So I always like watching people who are little travel, travel vloggers. And there was one of my favorite travel bloggers in Ghana. I think she got married last year. And, you know, she really knows what life updates. And somebody, you know, they do questions. And somebody asked their question that what would you have told your 20-year-old self um, when she was 20? And I think she got married when she was 29 or 30. She said that I would have told my younger self not to worry. 
because it robbed her of the beauties of her 20. Because when she was 20, she was so anxious. Hey, who is my darling? When am I going to meet Boo? Like she was just living in anxiety all her 20s. But when she looked at how God has ordered the events of her life, how her marriage or how her wedding and whatever was so beautiful, how they met and everything, she said, ah, if I knew this how it was, why would I be worrying myself? And God is saying that each and every day is precious. Do not waste a day worrying about how you're going to get that salary increase, about how you're going to get that job, how you're going to get that seven-figure salary, how you're going to start that business. Because God is saying that when you get to the bridge, you will cross it. Let's spend some time meditating on the goodness of God. We just want to pray and tell God, Father, whenever we are moody, whenever we become anxious, whenever we are full of anxiety, full of unease, full of unrest, remind us that there is a God who rules and reigns in the affairs of our life. Whenever we want to become so anxious about how things are going to work, may we cast our cares upon you because you care for us. May we be careless in the care of God. May we steep ourselves in God's initiative, God's provision, and God's sustenance. God is God, God said in Peter that God knows how to deliver the righteous. God will never allow the righteous to perish with the unrighteous, regardless of situations and circumstances happening around you. God is saying that one thing I'm very good at is rescue missions. He said, look at Sodom and Gomorrah. I am skillful in rescuing Lot. Look at Noah. I'm skillful in delivering him. And God is saying that regardless of the flood of of turmoil and unease and unrest happening all around us. The plethora of sad and bad and unfortunate news. There's a God who rules and reigns in the affairs of your life and he's going to guide you. He's orchestrating the events of your life. If only you learn not to be anxious about anything, but in all things, God is saying that in all things, in all things, know that there's a God who rules and reign. Father, help us to live joyfully every day. Help us to live joyfully as single people. Help us to live joyfully as dating people. Help us to live joyfully as married people, as parents. Help us to live joyfully. Some of you may, because you don't have a child, after two years of marriage, you are full of anxiety. But God is saying, relax. God is saying, relax. Some of us, we are married dating for years and we don't know when we are going to get married. God is saying, relax. Some of you are so anxious. How are you going to escape your current work and get into a work that will give you a car, give you this, give you that? God is saying, relax. Be careless in my care. Because if I can give so much attention to flowers that I hardly ever see, if I can feel birds that never sow, you have no problem. I am a generous father. I am a good father. And I will take care of you. All I want you to do is to be obsessed about my kingdom, obsessed about my work and my righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. You will look back at your life and say, Ah, why did I worry? You know to waste your time on Father, may we not waste our time worrying. May we enjoy your generosity. May we embrace and breathe in your goodness every day. May we wake up tomorrow full of joy because we know that it was a day made by you. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Remember to be careless in the care of God, even as you continue to give Him your best and owe no man nothing. 
but no, never lose your job. Bye bye.